Welcome and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast. Where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Neil and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 97. Welcome back. Hey everyone. How you feeling today? I'm feeling. You're feeling? What is that supposed to mean? It's a day and I'm feeling stuff. What's what are you what are you feeling? I don't know. Good, great, awesome. Oh, know. okay. You At least put, they're all positive. You can put whatever word you want in there. Well, that's good. I'm feeling pretty good. A little tired, but I'm good. Yeah, it's pretty late, but it's normal for us. Yeah. The new normal. Post post kid normal. Mm-hmm. So really not that new. Guess it should just be it. It is. <laughs> it is just it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole point. Yeah. So where do we leave off last time? Well, are we married yet? In this story? In the story, no. In the story, we were, we had been dating for a while, and we are now at where you asked the question. Oh, so the proposal. Right. So you're in the Marine Corps. I'm a student at ODU, second year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, um, sophomore. And you have this question that you've been pondering now whilst being in the Marine Corps. Okay. So this this one goes a little deep, uh, not too deep, and, you know, it's been a while. How long have we been married now? We'll be 18 in November. So 18 years, and yes, I had to ask. Um, so 18 years married, that means... um probably 20 years removed from when this event actually happened. Yes. So I might romanticize it a little bit because uh, that's how memories do over time. So, True. But it um, was romantic either way. Either way. And I'll, and I'll take that. That's a win for me. So so basically... And funny, too. Because like What'd you say? I said it was funny also. So oh, it was funny. Mm-hmm. Funny to you. But <laughs> basically... You know, in in the Marine Corps in boot camp, um, I decided to write a letter home, and uh, I wrote letters on a regular basis. We were constant pen pals while I was in boot camp. True. And um, at this point, you know, I started thinking about the future and post boot camp, and you know, giving myself some time to use some foresight to start making some moves or figure out what I'm going to do with myself. And so I decided to write a letter to your parents. And Just, yes, my mom. Yeah. Because yeah. by that time, my dad was already in heaven. Yeah, yeah. But I always still say your parents because that, that was the mindset that I had when I was writing a letter. Understandably. Um, and so I, I wrote a letter home being... Myself raised by a traditionalist, I guess, and, and, and being the only child and not knowing the proper, quote-unquote, proper way to do these things. Right. I kind of just have learned to go with, not necessarily my whim, but what I think is right, and then just follow through with it. Yeah. It's been working out pretty well. Um, so, I wrote this letter to your parents, and basically, in the letter, I kind of laid out my case for um, me them giving me their blessing to ask to ask the question. So this is a couple of steps removed, right? Because I'm asking your parents 
can I have permission to ask you a question that me being as open-minded as I am know that you have full right to say no to. Right. So it's a it's an interesting, over the years, being able to look back over it, I was like, that's an interesting tradition or thing that had evolved over time where you ask someone's parents, can you ask this question of their daughter? Right. Well, did, did she write back? No. Did she? I don't, so no. what happened? I don't, I don't think she did write back. Maybe she did. I, I can't remember. And that's what I'm saying. It's, a, it's been a long time. Because I know I got an answer. And I don't remember if I got the answer. You might have gotten it after you boot got camp. back. Yes. Yeah, after boot camp when I went to visit you. Or when we went to visit your mom. Right. I think that's when I got the answer. Because I don't think I have. Because if, if she had written back, I would have it. Because I have every letter that yes. was written to me when I was in boot camp. Stored away. I know. So, so yeah, so that was that was really interesting, and so then once I once I got permission, then being a a, a young lad fresh in the military with no money because I was a I was a E huh. two by the time I finished boot camp, um, <clears throat> which is not like a celebratory moment, right. right? And trying to figure out you know the simple things, how I'm gonna get a ring, what kind of ring does she like. Those kind of things, just going, just mulling over that in my in my brain, and, and you know, figuring out the the right situation of when to pop the question, how to pop the question, what am I even gonna say when I ask the question, and then even even then, you know, uh, looking at the the roadmap of my life as it was as a twenty year old in the military, basically saying, hmm, this is what I think. I want to do in the future and this is what I think uh, will happen if you come along with me on this journey right right and so I thought it'd be real interesting even back then I had rose-colored glasses right because I was like oh wait a minute you had rose-colored glasses yeah yeah I'm a highly optimistic person that is I am speechless (laughs) I'm the rose-colored glasses queen you and are. you are the black and white king of the world. Yeah, but that's what makes us work, right? <laughs> you take my black and white is either is binary, is either on or off. Yes. You temper that with your rose colored glasses and you get, you know, something something reasonable in the middle a lot of times, <laughs> right? Cuz it's not too unrealistic and fanciful and it's not too hard and fast, right? So, it's a it's a balance. I just had to check you on that rose-colored glasses but I did. comment there. I sir. did because because at the time, you know, coming fresh out of boot camp, I'm 20 something, right? I'm getting some kind of steady paycheck. You for, weren't 20 something, love. Yeah. Marine Corps. No, 2000. You were you were 20. 19 when you got out of boot camp, babe. I got a boot camp after my birthday, I thought. No. Oh, okay. So 19, fresh out of boot camp, 19 <laughs> years old, having rose-colored glasses, feeling invincible because I just made it through the Marine Corps boot camp. And really, my thought pattern was, and I'll paint the picture for you, this was the thought pattern that I had. And I even thought about this when we were in the neon on the way back to Virginia mm-hmm. um, after the graduation ceremony, which was, We'll get married. I'll propose. We'll get married. The wedding will be whatever the wedding is. I, you know me. I was never too 
involved in the ceremony, but right. I knew the ceremony was important. We would have the wedding, you would come live with me on base, and then I would get orders, and you would go with me to these different locations around the world, and we would just see the world together uh, on the on the dime of the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. That was the rose-colored glasses. This is how this is going to play out. And because you're a school teacher, you can do that anywhere in the world. So True. I was like, we're set. I go, I get orders to wherever. She comes with me accompanied. Now, mind you, at the time, I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I didn't know it had an additional time obligation right. to it, right? There's some things that it required that you weren't aware that of. That I wasn't aware of. So this is rose-colored glasses. This is optimal situation. Right. And that's and that's how that would that would all turn out. So, you know, so then we we get back and then I go to A school or MOS school, depending on what branch you're in, you might know the difference. But I go to MOS school and then how was it? I came back. I got stationed before I asked. Um, no, you didn't. I wasn't stationed yet. No, because it was October fifth, two thousand. Oh. And if your memory yeah. serves you correctly and you got I hadn't out, even went to M- MCT yet. No, it was when you were home from boot camp. Yeah, while I was... On your little... Leave or whatever. Yeah, the leave or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I even tried to swindle some extra time working with the recruiter or whatever. Um, and so basically, you know, at Borderline, our second home, uh, campus of ODU. I know, right? Uh and we had spent a lot of time there, you know, because, you know, remember you graduated before I did. Yes. So we, we spent a lot. I spent a lot of time there coming to visit you while I was doing my senior year in high school. And, yeah. And so we, we knew the campus pretty well. We had been around the campus multiple times and just, you know, being young and in love and holding hands and walking and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was that one bench on the river. Well, there was more than one. No, the one bench we used to yes, go to. Yes, we would go to one particular We had a bench. particular bench that we would go to that was closer to the marina. There was like four in a row, but yeah, there was one that one we preferred. That we preferred, and that's the one. We, we had the one bench, and we would go there all the time and just sit and talk, you know. Nothing. Right on the water. It was so pretty. Yeah, yeah. What river is that? Is that uh, the Potomac? Oh nope. my gosh. I mean, Powhatan. Where is your geography? <laughs> it's um. Is it the Powhatan? I do think that it's called that, but I, I can't really remember Yeah, right I knew now. it started with a P. I just used the wrong one. That's all. <laughs> um, but yeah, we sat, we would sit there and just, <clears throat> and just talk and, and recap the day or just sit there and just, just look lovingly into each other's eyes. <laughs> oh, boy. Or we would but, just talk about the future and what we would want to do and stuff like that. Yeah, and and meanwhile, you know, in the midst of all this, you know, now now that I've you know gotten permission and I'm excited about it and things like that, I I take the time to go secure a ring. Um, we got the ring from what's the jewelry store? They closed down now at Willow Lawn or whatever. I was it was K, wasn't it? I can't remember. I I know it was up on that on that side of town. In, yeah, it was in, in Richmond. Richmond. And uh, went to the jewelry store. Was Lisa working there then? No. Okay. And went to the went to the jewelry store and, you know, with my small amount of money picked out a ring and you know, an engagement ring. Um, which was just real simple, real low key, nothing nothing really rock star material. 
um, and I had it with me, and then uh, I knew the routine. I'd come down to see you. We would hang out. We would talk. We would do this. We would do that. And then at some point, you know, especially during that time, because it's like fall-ish, like the end of summer. Right. Get, getting into the fall time frame, and we're we're out there, and we... we well, apparently, t- you were there long enough before I was there to tell my roommates. Yeah. Well, I needed them to be in on it just so, you know, when when I randomly, you know, what could be perceived as randomly, be like, oh, let's go for a walk, or let's do this. Oh, I see. That they wouldn't, you know... Inadvert- oh, can we come? Right. Yeah. Right. Or, or inadvertently stifle my plans with a... Oh, but we were getting ready to go here, or we was going to watch this movie, or whatever comes up, you know, from people. So I thought telling them would be a good way to guarantee I had the runway to to execute my my simple vision. Right. <laughs> so, so then we get, you know, I get you out of the house. We go for our, our walk. That we tend to we tend to go for walks yeah. at that time anyway, and get go for a walk and. We get down to the the sacred bench, and we're sitting there and we're talking as as we normally do. And by this point, you know, strangely enough, my heart's racing because I have the ring. My heart's pounding. I feel it in my throat, and I'm like going through the motions in my brain of, all right, at some point, you have to kind of cut this conversation and move into what you want to ask. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't. You're gonna end up back in the in in uh, the dorm or the apartment. Yeah, and your roommates might potentially ruin it because now Cause you they're come gonna back. come back and be oh! yeah, I'm like what are y'all like, talking? Yeah, about? why are y'all so excited? And he's like, wait a minute, what he didn't it didn't happen. And then if they try to play it off, it was gonna be weird and awkward. So, right. You know, getting up to the moment, and honestly, the 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 thing that made it really critical for me was. One, recognizing that you could say no. Right. And and playing out that emotional roller coaster, right? And um, being equally terrified if you said yes. Right. Because then I'm on the hook to to elevate my uh, pro- provision. What is it when you provide? Yes. Um, status, right? So... So then, you know, I kind of put my hand on the ring to give myself some confidence, which looking back did not make any sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> like, why, why, why would I do that? And then I, and then I basically, as the conversation went, we were talking about something like marriage or something like that. The future. And, and I kind of like posed this question to you about marriage and we were talking about how we felt about it. Right. And then, uh, and then I was just like, yeah, so would you marry me? And what was your response? I laughed. <laughs> so soul crushing. Well, it was like soul it crushing. was only soul crushing because you knew the other side of that question. Because we had laughed and joked about it prior to that. And it was always like, Oh yeah, you know, this is we've been very open and honest. I like to call us really hot, mm-hmm. open, honest and transparent. Don't steal that. That's mine. Um, because we've, ever since we were 16, 16 years old, 16 and 17, we were always very hot, open, honest, transparent. So it's like we had already talked about it 
almost ad nauseum in the case of, yes, this is where we're going to head into that moment. So when you said it, it was like, of course, yeah, like, ha, 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 like, this is what we're going to do, of course. And then here I am looking at her. And he's like, all like, oh my gosh, she's laughing at me. Like, she's not even taking me serious right now. And then at the moment, I didn't even realize that you were, like, feeling away because I'm like, we're just hanging out on the bench that we always hang out on. And we always talk about the things we always talk about. Right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Even though in the moment, I get it now on the other side of it, I get the, oh man, that's messed up. I laughed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think that just, you know, gave me that. That actually broke the tension enough for me to ask in a more serious way. Right. That would convey to you that it wasn't just another conversation that we were having, that this was me actually asking right. at this moment. And then, so I don't remember if I did the one knee thing, but you, I do you, remember you pulling the ring out. But you kind of like turned to the side. You didn't get down on your knee, but you did like turn to the side. And at that moment, I was still in my laughing, like, ha ha. And I almost knocked the ring out your hand. Yeah, because yeah, by that point I had pulled the ring out and I'm showing it to you like, no, I'm serious. I'm asking you for real right now. And that's when you like hit my hand. Up. Because I still didn't know what was happening. And you had your hysterical laughter going. And I'm glad I didn't hit it too hard because it would have went, went right, Elizabeth River. River. It Elizabeth, went right into the Elizabeth River. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, that, and it was really interesting, you know, going through that because at the moment, then it was, yes, right, and, and the emotions came from you. You know the what you would expect. Yeah, yeah, the typical response. You know, even though even though it became a really funny story that we talked about uh, later about how you laughed in my face when I proposed. Right. You can't just say it that way. <laughs> People would think I'm a real jerk. But I was not being jerky. I was no. being normal. Yeah, you were. You were. And and then, you know, because, you know, I had mapped out the alternative to if you would have said no, I was going to give you the ring anyway, because it was I had paid for it, it and it wasn't wouldn't have been a need for me to hang on to it. So I had played that whole scenario out. And then I was pretty much going to go and join uh, what they call Marine Security Guard. And that was it. I was just going to do that for 20 years because <laughs> <laughs> you travel the world. You basically go to different embassies and things like that. And at the time, we weren't in a war or, right. or actual conflict. So I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do that. And then, you know, that'll be, that'll be my military career. And then by the time I finished that 20 years, then I would have figured out my next step. And especially right. since, you know, I was always, uh, I'll enlist before. But if I re-enlist, I might as well do 20. Right. Because you get the same benefits, whether you do 4 or 19. Right. You don't really, you know, come up unless you do the whole 20. So I was like, if she says no, then I'll just get through this 4 and then re-up for 16. They won't let you do that, though. You can't right. just re-up for that many. But, you know, that was, that would have been, that was the mindset I yeah. had. Yeah. So it was, it, was really, it was really set. I was really set in my ways there. And then uh, after that, you know, we got back to the room. And the roommates were all excited. And that was that. Was that. Yeah. And yeah. then a few weeks later, you had to leave and yeah. go to training. Yeah. And then we started 
we started planning the wedding when we could we would we would plan the wedding yeah, and we were we were gonna be engaged for a few years regardless because we didn't want to get married until I finished mm-hmm. college so we were already looking at at least uh, like a two and a half year engagement because our original plan was to get married in May of 2003. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we had college. Well, I had college. You were in the Marine Corps. We were trying to cover the cost of it ourselves because, you know, that's the situation that we were in. Yeah, so, well, weddings are expensive. Yeah. And, and this can be tough. And, again, something else we talked about very early on, you know, coming from our background, we recognize that the cost of a ceremony is a cost that we would have to bear. Right. And to bear that cost, we had to have reasonable expectations because we were essentially spending money that we kind of hadn't made yet. Right. You know, and 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 we had to really be reasonable about how much money we were going to spend and how many you know, people were going to be there. Yeah. Like it was very very calculated. A, a very calculated conversation. Yeah, very real well thought out. Yeah. And so we were in that process, and again, you were in the Marine Corps. You had gotten stationed, thankfully, for for me at least. On the East Coast. You were stationed on the East Coast, only about three and a half, four hours away from my university. So that was nice, because you could still come up and visit. On weekends. Some Most weekends. Most like weekends, Some yeah. weekends you couldn't, but. Yeah, well, when I had duty and right. stuff like that, you know. For the most part, you could come up or I could go down, but coming down was a little bit arduous. Yeah, I mean, it was just um, you coming up was free because yeah. you could stay at our apartment, but yeah. me coming down was an automatic. We had to pay and for something, a room, a room or, something. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't anything to do because you were <laughs> in like Nowheresville, North Carolina, and at least. At ODU, we had tons that we already knew existed to do, so yeah. that was always fun. And my roommates already really liked you too, so they didn't really care if you stayed and crashed at our apartment yeah, and we got to one. hang out. So um, you got to befriend the friends, right? So it was always better when you came up than when we then I would try to come down. Yeah, except for that time I ran out of gas. But oh that's, my God. Well, yeah, that's just a part of the struggle, man. <laughs> you didn't have any money, for real. I couldn't get you money. I want no cash app and stuff <laughs> nah, back then. No, no. And that was before we were well-versed in like a Western Union or something like that. Like, well, even still, who has yeah, that kind of money? money. <laughs> like, <laughs> doing the best funny. you can. Marine Corps, military pay is not great. And the little bit that I was making whilst going to school, you know, doing the little work study or whatever the case may have been, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that much money involved. Yeah. It wasn't much being made. No, no. But we, we did take a lot of time in making the plan. I think we had a really solid plan together, too, where we were trying to, you know, be very judicious with the funds that we we knew we had and and not think about you know being too extravagant right um and and it would have been nice to have a ceremony it would have been nice but i mean so the plan was always to have the ceremony it's just 
you know, the the, the monkey wrench in the plan <laughs> that you had even for us to tour the world was thrown by September 11th. September 11th. Yeah, when changed it all. Now it's like, oh, snap. It's not a peacetime, quote unquote, anymore. Mm-mm. Now it's, oh, man. Now it's wartime. I've got to go to war. Yeah. And now it's no not going to be any we're going to travel the world after I finish college now it's I'm going to war and I don't know how long I'm going to be over there or when I'm coming back so yeah. that was 2001 yeah. September 11th of course and because of that high alerts everything was like all kinds of mobilization you know we had we had several times where we had what's called um essentially like a base restriction you can't be more than x number of miles yeah, away so you from couldn't the base. come up and i couldn't come down because they didn't allow like extra folks on base yeah. and, and then, it was a mess and then we had the yellow alerts and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know with the threat levels so you know even moving interstately you know had it had it could have its issues yeah um you know because we were on alert you could be recalled at any moment you know if we had to pack up and go all that kind of stuff so it became it became you know a really high stressful situation um and and again this is 2001 the wedding ceremony is planned for 2003 right you know and then if you know anything about our early 2000 history you know it didn't end then so still some things up in the air for us as far as the wedding would go yeah exactly and you know mentally you're preparing for the idea of you know one long tour where you might be there for years Mm -hmm. you know or you know what you've seen happen uh where people have multiple tours two three four five times how many times did you, you went twice right yeah, I went twice. Because the first time you went was not long after September 11th. Yeah. And yeah. then you came back. Yeah. And then and then my second deployment. Right. So, like, you left, and that was, like, a terribly stressful time. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I had school because it was... A good I was already focused on it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I've never had an issue with focusing on learning. Mm-hmm. I've just always been like a learning junkie, so to speak. Like research and learning is just something I've always enjoyed. So having school was a great distraction, um, even though it was really stressful. Because again, we're in the you know early two thousands with the introduction of it, like internet technologies and, and things of that nature. So it was like, like I was stressed because. You know, I didn't know when you were going to be able to call and and I would, you know, if I missed it, I would be like devastated because, oh, man, I don't know when he's going to be able to call again. Yeah. And and I think, too, the thing that's interesting about the 2000s from a technology perspective is we're talking about mobile phones that were cheap enough for us to afford. Right. Also, you know, so it's not that the technology was just non-existent. It just wasn't necessarily at the mass market level where we could afford to participate in owning that that right. technology. And then, you know, you also had um, the idea, you know, the idea around being deployed, coming back, 
the stress of that. Plus, you're in school. You have, you know, books and exams and things like that. And then and then because of that heightened situation, it may it, it compounds onto everything else. Right. You know, everything else going on then seemed like it just was so much more either beneficial or detrimental, no right. matter what it was, right? Oh I gotta oh, I got another bill to pay. That's so detrimental. Right. Everything seemed really, really weighted and really heavy. Because the first time you left, that was when like I was hardcore trying to get all the wedding stuff straight along. Yeah. I was over there long enough. But I was trying to get all of those plans straight. And we had secured, like, our location. And I had secured flowers and things like that. Um, bridesmaids and groomsmen and everyone had been informed. And then when you got back, I, you know, of course, clued you in on to everything. We went and looked at the one venue yep. that we had secured, mm-hmm. that we ended up securing, rather. Mm-hmm. And then it was around, what is it, October, September, when they were like, you're going to be going again. Yeah. And. And and nothing, nothing really throws a monkey wrench in a wedding like a war and being told you're deploying and that your deployment will be through the duration of when your future wife. Supposed to be getting married. Not only getting married, but your future wife is finishing. Uh, college. college, you know. So nothing. yeah, not only were you projected to miss the anticipated wedding date, but also miss graduation. Yep, yep. Um, which I did. Which you did. So, yeah. uh, and then that was like terrible because it, you know you we'd been together at that point long enough for me to tell you my dream and. Mm-hmm. You know, you were there with me and moved me into college every time I needed to go back. And mm-hmm. now it's like, man, I ain't even going to be there for when she walking. Right. But even along with that, too, it was the, oh, man, what are we going to do about our wedding? So yeah. we were left with the decision. And the decision was, do we want a wedding or do we want a marriage? <laughs> what a great way to put it. Because it was like, okay, we could keep the wedding plans and push it, but we don't know when you're going to be back. Right. Or do we want to be married? Right. And and one of the critical things to that, too, is through my first deployment, uh, you know, because you weren't my wife. Right. They wouldn't give you any real information. Exactly. So like, we were engaged, but being engaged means nothing. Nothing. So I had to get like secondhand information from people whose wives I trusted because I kind of gotten to know them a little bit at that point. Yeah, a couple and of they're giving me a little stuff. bit of information, but I mean they had their lives with kids and everything going on too, so I couldn't really rely on that, and I didn't want to be a bother. Right. So they would try to keep me in the loop, but not being married, you just aren't in the loop. No, nah, no. Nah. So, so then we just we just the trigger we decided that it was better to, to be married because if we got married then you know now that I had these pending orders right, right. Um, if we if we get married then you know I could actually go back to base once we're married apply for base housing right secure housing because whether or not we got married at that point when you finished I mean when I finished school, I was either going to 
have to get a place of my own somewhere, mm-hmm. or I don't know because <laughs> yeah, I, there wasn't really anywhere else I could go at that point. Yeah, so it was okay. Yeah. Do we want a marriage or do we want a wedding? We wanted the marriage, so we decided okay, we'll just November twenty fourth. I called the the um pastor that married my parents, and we had already asked him if he would do our wedding in May. So we just called him and asked if we could get married on our dating anniversary mm-hmm. and, and then grabbed we a marriage license. Yeah, yeah. And it was at his house. Yeah, we went to his house. I had never been to before, so that was weird. I had never been either. And if you ask me how to get there right now, I would not be able a, to tell you. It's a mythological place because I don't believe it exists anymore. I, I, don't, I couldn't get back to his house Especially since we went to his house got married and then lived in the city where we married where we were married for what a couple of years and, and never, still could not figure out where that man's house was at. No. I cannot Mm-mm. to this day I would not be able to fathom how to even get back there. That was the Lord. Yeah, angel. <laughs> so, yep, we grabbed my mom, grabbed grabbed your best friend yeah, and yeah. well, you know, went and got married and so, that was that. So the thing that's funny about that, you know, well, my best friend D has always been there. We had joined the military together, things like that. So he was always, especially being an only child, he was always one of those people, you know, by that point, he and I had been friends through all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. You knew him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So we were, we were pretty um, tight. We, we still are actually. And so in a crunch when I needed somebody to, you know, be able to pick up the phone for me or whatever the case may be, I could call on him. So that's what I did. And I basically was like, D, I'm about to get married <laughs> and I need a witness on my side, man. Will you, will you be that witness? Now, could you imagine getting that cold call from anybody just randomly in one day? And uh, I thought it was amazing that he was like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man whatever you need, just come pick me up. <laughs> that was the part that had it. Well, That's I'm glad we did funny. because we couldn't have told him how to get to the pastor's nah, house nah, anyway. He'd nah. have been driving in circles. Yeah, especially after we, what, what we was going to do, um, send the carrier pigeon with right. the MapQuest printout that you we know? had <laughs> off the dial-up. So, yeah, so we picked him up. And then, uh, you know, obviously I asked you, who did you want to have as your witness? And you, you said your mom, so we went and grabbed your mom. Even though she didn't believe me at first. I was like, come on, mom. Yeah. I'm getting married. And yeah. she's like, what? And I was like, yes, you you knew this was coming. Yeah. And she was like, what? She was like, nah, this is some kind of joke. Y'all playing a joke on me. I was like, no, come she on, said let's that, go. She said that pretty much until we got to to the pastor's Pastor house. Pastor Wesley's house. And then we, we get there, and, and he married. Your mom. My my parents, yeah. So as soon as we got there, she really knew we were being for real. She was all emotional. Yeah, yeah. And And then, you know, he talked to us. Because we hadn't gone through any type of marriage counseling. And retrospectively, I think about it and I'm like, our conversation with each other, always being so hot. um, What's that stand for again? Honest, open, and transparent. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, We had kind of gone through our own level of marriage counseling just on you know between our conversation prayer conversation prayer you know you being black and white and a realist right saying no 
at the end of the day, it's about these things. Right. And we don't have money for this and we don't have money for that. And you being open and re- receptive to that, that viewpoint and, and being able to say, you're right, but maybe we can do this or maybe we can scale this back. Right, because I've always been a good study. Yeah, yeah. so so this is it's very much a two-way communication. Right, and so he talked to us and, you know, now if you don't like, he said something about jeans or something. He was like, yeah. you don't like the way he wear his jeans. Yeah, it was something <laughs> weird like that. I mean, he was, he was being funny but serious at yeah, the same time. Yeah, he was time. driving home a point, yes. a good point. It was a jovial way to do it, but... Yeah. He was driving home points. We were like, no, we understand. And, I mean, we stood there in his living room in jeans and socks. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't even remember what, what, what we had on there. I day. had bought a dress and everything. Never wore it. Don't even know where it is yeah. now. It's yeah. some, Someone has it somewhere. And somewhere. And probably gotten married in it and it looked beautiful. But Yeah. Um, we got but, a picture of you on it, though. Yeah, in the, in the bridal salon or whatever they call them. Yeah. Um, but, that's, yeah. That, that's closed, too, now. COVID yeah. probably closed them. Probably got too. them. Rona got them. <laughs> but uh, we got married in socks and jeans in his living room. In and his we, living room. We went, took, oh. our, took my mom home, took Donovan back to his house, and no, <laughs> I went back to college because uh, it was a Sunday. Oh, it was a Sunday. <laughs> You're right. You're right. The thing I remember, too, I remember him saying, uh, don't, don't do anything. Don't do anything now that you don't plan to do forever. Yes. As like a, like a, you know, if you have this habit or you do this thing, you know, like if you do this thing and she thinks it's cute, don't think you can just stop doing it now right. that you're married. And I thought that was, that was a pretty um, sharp point that stuck yes. with me for a long time. Cause I, I took that, I really took that one to heart cause it made a lot of sense to yes. me, you know, that what you've been doing while dating is that you're setting the expectation. Yeah, because he even said, what's the one thing that each each other that you do that irritates you the most? Multiply that, and if you can deal with that, then you'll be okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that was a really sharp point. But yeah, yeah I forgot that it was a Sunday, because yeah, cause that means we took everybody home. I dropped you off at, at the university. I think it, you had taken the next day off, because you didn't leave. Oh, okay. You, but you st- we were still in an apartment with a bunch of girls, and you yeah. had to crash somewhere and yeah. in my room. So yeah. <laughs> we were married and just yeah. married. Yeah, and we had the simplest rings. I think our rings was like eighty bucks. Yeah, the total. the the um bands. Yeah, the gold bands. We yeah. just had the real simple. Just the and mine just was, the gold band. If you remember, mine was too big. Yeah, I had to put, put tape the, put tape the, at the bottom. Yeah, we couldn't afford to get <laughs> the size. Yeah, I had the tape at the bottom for a long time, and I remember I used to put my when I put my hand out the window, I would fold the finger. Yep. Because I was worried about it slipping off, off on the interstate. Yeah. So. But yeah, that was that's our wedding story. Yeah. I mean, it's it's eventful, but it wasn't the big oh everybody see us get married, and we've yet to have like a renewal because at the end of the day we're like we're married, we're happy, we didn't get go into debt over feeding everybody as as um My as grandma. nanny nanny would yeah, say yeah. she was like you give all these people this food for them to look at you and talk bad about you yeah all <laughs> she always would say that i'm glad y'all ain't had no big wedding for everybody to come look at y'all at the wedding and then talk bad about you the whole time so that was that was really i just forgot that it was a sunday that's tripping me out yeah, that's blowing me sunday. away right now because i mean because we and we made that choice because we were like well if we're gonna get married early 
let's just get married on our anniversary of when we started dating. Yeah. And so we made that choice. It was a Sunday evening. Yeah. And then the life went on the and next life day. Went on. And life went on like nothing, so, nothing really changed. We didn't go on any honeymoon. The earth didn't shake. Because we were still in school. Yep. Yep. The earth didn't shake. And, and you know, sometimes. I think it was the week before. It was the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. it was. Because that week, um, you ended up that weekend. The, the next weekend, you had a ninety six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was interesting too because you know sometimes I had a bad habit of being at ODU with you and leaving just in time to get back in base. Yeah, get you back would be to like base. Leaving at two in the morning to get back at five. <laughs> Just in time for roll call and PT, yeah. but yeah, it was that was a, a interesting situation because we had to talk about that too. You know, when I got orders, what we were going to do and things yeah. like that. But I mean, getting married then it really did set us up to handle some things. Like we were able to secure housing mm-hmm. prior to you leaving. Yeah, I was able um, to give you power of attorney to take care of my bills while I was deployed. Right, so it's like you know. Uh, your orders ended up being for February. Mm-hmm. You left sometime in February. You actually got back right before what would have been our wedding day. Mm-hmm. But I think it was like the 22nd you got back. Our wedding day was supposed to be the 24th. Yeah. But you had missed graduation because that was like two weeks prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would have made it back. But at that point, I wouldn't have had anywhere to live for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So it all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. And not going into debt that early on has paid off in spades. Yeah. Because we, we used our marriage to go into debt <laughs> in, some, in some ways that um, having that extra, what, on average 30 to 40K. I mean, I was trying to be way less than that. My goal was like 10 to 15. But... Yeah, having an extra 10 to 15 on top of what we ended up mm-hmm. getting into, you know, early on making poor decisions. Right. Or, or not, or not poor decisions, just doing not, the best we could with the knowledge that we had. Yeah, and just not well-informed right. decisions. But yeah, it was, it was really interesting and it's a, it's a fun story and I'm glad it, it worked out the way it did, even though we didn't have the big ceremony and things like that. I think it, it helped clear some preconceived notions in my mind yeah about weddings and things like that and it's it's really empowered me to impart in our kids that this is not the only way this is not the only path to success right you don't have to have this huge ceremony it's completely optional at this point the ceremony can be what you want the ceremony to be regardless of what anyone tells you right. which i think is very emp- empowering because then it, I think it gives them the, the situation or the opportunity to craft something that's meaningful for them. Right. And not necessarily serving tradition. Right. Or serving some other ideas. You know what I'm saying? Because I think when I look back on our ceremony, I feel like that really small, hyper intimate situation. I only wish we had a picture. I do wish I I do wish we had a picture. <laughs> I do. I agree with that. I, I think of it fondly and I have very good imagery in my mind, but I do wish we had a picture. Yeah, yeah. But I think like even for your mom and, and, and Dee, I think um 
you know, that strengthened the relationships between the four of us mm-hmm. because it was so intimate. And I think uh, it's been a joy for them to have been at the ceremony and see our relation relationship blossom. Yes. As we've gotten older, I think it's done something for their lives too. Right. That, you know, that's a gift that not many people get to be able to participate in something that intimate and see it be successful. Right. You know, because I consider 18 years success. Absolutely. It, that is absolutely a success metric. But I felt that way after year one, too. You didn't murder me in my sleep, so hey. I thought I was doing good. I know that's right. <laughs> well, that's that's good for this, this episode. I think uh, next time we're going into... Something else. We'll, we'll... The, the main ideas of marriage. Or yeah, we'll just... we have some topics and things to go over yeah or so. just to talk about i really to go over yeah, yeah that's just my teacher talk going but that is just things talk. to to talk about but that's that's how our story started that's where we got to the wedding and all of our early early years yeah so dating and such i mean at least now from a story perspective at least now we're married Yes, yes, now we're married, and then that's that's where the real work is. So so I'm like, maybe wedding shouldn't be a thing, like, at the beginning. Maybe it should be, like, a small, intimate celebration, and then five years later is when you do the big to-do, when you're like, oh, this thing working. Yeah, not only when it's working, when you don't build up some money in the bank together. You funny. When you both don't put in on it a little bit. See, then your wisdom kick in. You're like, boy, we can use this for that, or... Yeah, yeah. We can take this good couple's vacation or we can invest this money mm-hmm. over here. In this business. And <laughs> we can put it on the stock market. or Yeah, it's a lot. It, yeah, it's, that it's, wisdom kicks in. Yeah, and I think that's what makes that, that statement important, though, because I think people get married and they the first thing they do is throw all that money at the wedding. When, like you said, you keep that money and that's your down payment on your house. You know? That's a, a nest egg. That's a rainy day fund. That's the first money that you could use in an investment portfolio that's right there's all kinds of things that you could you could do with that money other than you know to to throw a paraf- big party for everyone and yeah to paraphrase uh nanny you know feed the, everybody the, and yeah to feed everybody and talk about you yeah we do well well, alrighty, that was again like every episode lots of fun yeah as always lots of fun And we will talk to you guys next week. Yep. Have a good one.